episode 48. Welcome to the Lose the Cape podcast, where we get real with busy moms and talk about how they survive their daily juggle. If you are a busy mom who believes in the idea of moms helping moms with tips, tools, and resources to survive, this is the podcast for you. Well, hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 48 of the Lose the Cape podcast, where we interview busy moms and get tips, tools, and resources to make our lives of uh, battling the struggle of the juggle a little bit easier. Um, Today, I am introducing you to Ali Casaza. She's an intentional living coach, and she blogs over at The Purposeful Housewife. She's full of great tips on how to uh, minimize all the extra crap in your life, basically. Um, her, Her passion is to help women find hope, light, and purpose when chaos has stolen their motherhood, and I'm sure we can all appreciate the difficulties of trying to juggle it all, uh, be a good mom, and do the things that make us feel fulfilled, especially if we're overrun with things that slow us down and extra stuff in our way, right? So we talk a lot about simplified living. We talk about minimalism. She gives some great tips on how to go through what you have and get rid of what you don't need. Um, we talk about living abundantly. And basically our over, our, the overall message of our discussion is to um, reduce the stuff to increase your happiness. Uh, this was a great conversation. I learned a lot from Allie and... Um, While I have not implemented all of the things we discussed, I did go through and purge my closet, which makes me very happy, very happy to not have such an overwhelming amount of um, clutter, basically, and extra stuff that I haven't worn in like 10 years um, out of the way. So that was great. I know you're going to love Allie. And um, as always, you can find all of our show notes, everything we talk about, and links to important resources on our website, LoseTheCape.com forward slash podcast forward slash 48. Have a great day and enjoy Allie. Uh, well, just let's talk about you. Let's talk about what you do and um, how you started blogging and what you did before the blog. And I'll stop right there since that's already three big questions. Okay, yeah. Um, so I've been blogging for um, almost six years at The Purposeful Housewife. Um, it was just something that I did as a hobby. Um, I'm a writer at heart, so you know it was sort of my outlet as a busy mom to sort of have that space for myself. Mm-hmm. And then um, what happened was I, in my own personal life, sort of came across um, simplified living, um, being intentional, minimalism, all of that, and was sharing my journey of how it was changing my life. And now, um, probably for the past two years, the Purposeful Housewife has become solely about that. Um, it was one of those things where I kept trying to write about the other things that I always wrote about, and there was, like, uh-huh. no feedback. <laughs> and everybody uh-huh. just wanted to hear about minimalism and simplifying your life and all of that. So um, now it's just about that, which I love because my favorite thing to talk about anyway. Well, that's great. Let's talk about it. So um, how did that – how did you start that? Where did it come from? Yeah, um, well, I, about four years ago, um, I had three of my four kids at the time. Um, my oldest 
my only girl. She was um, three, almost four. And I was just in this place where I was super overwhelmed. Um, I know you know what that feels like. And just like (laughs) struggling with depression off and on. Um, Just really not thriving at all. I was definitely in survival mode. And it had turned into this place where it wasn't just, you know, having a hard day or having a hard week or a hard season. It was really like I was always there. And I was always like, yeah. yeah, every day. And it just got to this place where I was like, I don't think this is the way it's supposed to be. I, you know, personally believe that I was created to live abundantly and to live well and to have joy mixed in with some hard times. And it just wasn't there. So I, I sort of had this day where I melted down and just like ended up locked in my bathroom and just sort of started crying and just, what am I doing wrong? What am I supposed to do here? Um, And I just sort of had this moment, this sort of epiphany where I realized all I was doing all the time was cleaning up stuff. Um, cleaning up and maintaining my house was was taking over and it was everything. It was all I did. Yes. Um, and I was spending all my time sort of sending my kids away from me to go and be busy, go play, go you know busy yourself because I have to clean. Um, and it wasn't even that I was a neat freak or anything. It's, you know, far from it. It's just that it was all consuming just right. to maintain. Right. Um, and I wasn't okay with that. And so I was determined to find a way around that and to get to a place where I could spend the bulk of my time pouring into my kids. Um, I had really wanted to homeschool personally and it wasn't going to happen with my life. I really wanted to find a way to do that um, and to spend time with my kids, be a mom who plays. And I started getting rid of stuff. And it worked. It completely freed everything up and changed the course of my life. It's really, really um, refreshing is not the word. Liberating is the word I'm looking for Mm -hmm. Um, for me. Now, I will have to say that it's a lot easier for me to throw away my children's stuff than it is for me to throw away my stuff. (laughs) Mm -hmm. I'm not going to lie. I have a hard time getting rid of my own stuff. But, man, when it comes to the kids' stuff, I will tear through their rooms and anything that looks even slightly broken or (laughs) anything like garbage, garbage, garbage. It feels so (laughs) good to get rid of all of it. But I I hear you um, with three of them running around and just making a mess all the time that that sense of overwhelm and we don't live in a very large house I mean it's I can't complain we have a nice three-bedroom house um but it it, the stuff just is it's it's still everywhere and this is where I'm at um because I feel like I'm always picking up and it doesn't matter what I do I find Mm -hmm. myself overwhelmed with our stuff. And the worst part is the amount of time lost in trying to find things. Yes. So I have definitely been trying to implement uh, a a minimalist lifestyle, Mm -hmm. but I can't seem to get there. So I am hoping that you might be able to – we're not hoarders or anything. I mean, I just uh, described what sounded like we live in a horrible, (laughs) giant mess. But, I mean, it's just there's stuff everywhere. And, you know, it was Legos that were all over the place. Now mm-hmm. it's Pokemon cards. I find Pokemon mm. cards all over the place or this or that or clothes. Oh my gosh, my girls in their clothes. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah, so I get it. Help. Help me, yeah. Allie. <laughs> Seriously. No, I know. Um, and you know, I think the thing is too that minimalism happens in waves. Nobody goes through in one shot and 
goes completely to the other side in one fell swoop. It just doesn't happen. I mean, it didn't happen for me, and it's never happened for any of, you know, my students or my clients. It just doesn't work that way as much as you might think you want it to. And every single time I sign on a new client, she's like, I'm going to be the one who does it all in one wave. And I'm like, okay, we'll see. And it never is because it's a process. Like, you go through your stuff and you get rid of trash, and then you realize, okay, there's no trash, but now I have stuff that I still don't need. And you just are always challenging yourself to where you realize this has completely set me free. And I'm looking around and seeing other things that I could totally live without. So you do another wave, you know, and then another. So, yeah, it's normal for that to go that way. It's hard, though, on the – it never fails, like, especially when it comes to – kitchen tools and clothes that's where Mm -hmm. I notice it the most the one second the one day that I get rid of like oh I haven't used that whatever food chopper Mm -hmm. in four years I get rid of it and like two days later I need a food chopper (laughs) so it's hard (laughs) it's hard for me to like same thing with clothes I'll be like I'm never gonna when am I gonna have a formal event to wear that dress to I'm never gonna have a formal event and then like I get invited to three formal events or something and it's like what what is what is happening yeah so how do you recommend people draw the line do you do you um operate under a now first of all I, I need to back up a little bit you're actually are you just blogging about this or do you actually coach people through um developing or creating a minimalist life I do both. Um, The blog is, like I said, just all about this right now. Um, But I also have created a digital course for those who kind of want to go into this with a little bit more direction or actually a lot more direction, but sort of in a DIY version of it where they're not actually talking to me. They're just listening to my voice, sort of coaching coaching them through it. And then I have a one-on-one coaching program where I actually – you know, have talks just like this with somebody and I look at pictures of their house and tell them exactly what to do. So there are sort of these different tiers of, you know, how much do you need help? Right. Oh, that's awesome. So yeah. do you have some type of strategy where you have the, um, like, the touch it rule, like if it hasn't been touched in two years, you get rid of it automatically no matter what it is? Or um, what do you, like? What, like you said, once the garbage is gone, now what? So what's that next level after all the trash is gone. Yeah, you know, I I I think the rule thing is sort of more of a like a Marie Kondo thing, you know, the <laughs> the magic art of tidy, tidying up. Right. And while I love that and I love what she what she preaches, really, I definitely think I disagree with much of that sort of rules philosophy because it doesn't work for moms. Like, moms are always needing random that's stuff true. that they, you know, that a normal person wouldn't really need. And that's why I have a different philosophy that's real more um, realist. Right. <laughs> because I get it. But, um, you know, I, instead of rules, I try to focus on questions. Like, asking yourself, once you get rid of all the layers of stuff that you just, like, no, I don't need this. Nobody needs this. I can get rid of this. <laughs> you know, like, random stuff that you're, like, embarrassed is even in your drawers. Right. But then going through that second wave, asking yourself, when was the last time that I really needed this? And if you can think of it, did I really need it? Or was there something else I could have used and I just used this because it was there? Um, You know, kind of answering those questions and deciding to purge or keep something based on that. Um, Also, you know, why am I feeling, why am I maybe feeling like I need to keep this? Is it out of obligation or guilt because somebody gave it to me? Um, You know, is it because it's a sentimental thing and I need to work through that? 
Um, you know, or is this adding to my life? Is this really like helping me live well? Is it adding to my tasks for the day and helping me thrive? Is it adding to my purpose for my life? I know that sounds kind of deep and dramatic, but getting real with yourself and and just ask, asking those questions instead of telling yourself, I haven't touched this in two months, so I have to get rid of it, even though I'm definitely going to need it when Christmas comes around. Mm-hmm. You know, it just works a little bit better. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I completely agree. So, um, I mean, and then you think about, like, your point on what moms need. I mean, if you're not done having children or you think that mm-hmm. there may be a possibility, it's not like you can get rid of your crib and your high chair and your you know, all those kind of things that take up all the space in the attic. But then what happened? How do you um, do you have any guidance on like clothes? Because my closet's kind of out of control. Um, yeah. 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 Um, when you said that your kitchen and your clothes are the biggest things for you, um, I was actually going to say that that is incredibly typical that's what every single person tells me and that's what I felt aside from my kids toy room that was the biggest thing for me too the kitchen and the laundry um it takes up the most of your time and when you just kind of step outside of it and let me break it down you know it's it's like a light bulb moment where you realize oh my gosh I have been spending useless time on these clothes and these dishes that I don't even need to have in my house um so with the clothes typically people wear 20% of their wardrobe 80% of the time. Mm-hmm. Um, if you were to go in there and kind of segment everything that you really like, really, do you wear this, you know, every week or every couple weeks, you would see probably the same thing. Right. We hold on to other things because our bodies are changing because we've had babies and it's awkward and kind <laughs> of embarrassing. And you think, you know, I hope I can fit into these jeans one day, but maybe not. You know, or I'm pregnant, so I'm holding on to these, you know, chubby jeans for after I have the baby. Like, we all have things like that. But, um, and that's fine, but I think we hold on to too much of that kind of stuff. Um, You know, I have one really, really great little black dress that I wear when I need to wear something fancy. I don't have five that at different size points, right. you know. Um, I, I, I'm done having babies now, but I had one box of favorite, like, Gap you know, maternity jeans that were just timeless and perfect and flattering that I loved, um, and a couple of shirts. And then otherwise, I'd get myself a couple of filler shirts, you know, for each pregnancy. I was real about it. I didn't just, you don't want to hoard, you know, possibly clothes, you know. (laughs) Um, And so I think going in there, and there's a rule where you can turn all your hangers backwards on the rack in your closet, and then when you wear something, just going about your day-to-day life, hang that hanger, you know, put the item back on the hanger facing the right way, facing, the, you know, the way you typically hang your clothes. And then after about two weeks or a month, depending on what you prefer, go back in and look at what's still hanging backwards. Those are the clothes you probably don't need. Right. That's, yeah, I've heard that. And then I've heard the um, red hanger where you get a red hanger and put it at the to, all the way to the left and mm-hmm. as you wear something, you put it to the left of the red hanger. And so same kind yes. of concept. Anything to the right of the red hanger after two or three weeks is probably stuff you don't want. So obviously. Yeah, it just helps to get a visual sometimes. Yeah, exactly. So um, I like both of those mes- methods. Um, then do you recommend that people, because uh, obviously in January, I'm not going to wear my tank tops for, you know, mm-hmm. August. So do you recommend that people um, take their wit their non-seasonal clothes completely out of the closet and put them in a bin or something or 
Yeah, I mean, it really depends on you. Um, when you have a super minimal wardrobe, you know, you have the space to just keep everything in there all the time. But some people just prefer to have it kind of out of sight, out of mind. And, I mean, that's another thing you have to be careful with, too. Um, I'll just use myself as an example. But I know at this point in my life, I'm done having babies. My youngest is almost two. Um, you know, I'm about the weight that I'll probably stay at. And I can honestly say that every single thing in my drawer and in my closet is something that makes me feel 15 pounds lighter, Mm -hmm. flattering, amazing. Like I love getting dressed. Every single thing has a purpose and makes me happy. I'm just at that place. So I'm confident in taking my tank tops and saving them for summer because I know that I love them. But I wouldn't take, you know, like a white wife beater shirt that has a stain on it and like hang on to it because I want to save the five bucks and I can wear it underneath something when summer comes back around. You know, that, no, you got to just let it go. So I think it's about, you know, is it stained or damaged? Does it make you feel lighter? Does it make you feel better, you know, than other things that you have? It should make you feel good. It should be in good condition. It should be something that you know is worth holding on to. And then, yeah, go ahead and set those things aside for the next season. Like all of a sudden I have the itch to run down to my closet and purge. (laughs) Yeah, seriously, because you know... (laughs) Yeah, you know I don't feel that way about my wardrobe, yes, and you exactly. should. Well, I, I know for a fact that I wear, like, the same five shirts all summer long and the same mm-hmm. five shirts all winter long. So it's like, why do I have all of this stuff? But Yeah, and it's funny because um, when people hear the term, you know, capsule wardrobe, which I don't know yes, if you know what that uh, is, but, you know, just, just you know, minimal um, they kind of freak out. And it's funny to me because everybody already has a capsule wardrobe. You just also have other other items hanging in your closet that you're not even wearing. Right. You're Everybody already is doing the capsule wardrobe thing. They just don't realize <laughs> it because they still have other things filling that space. Exactly. All right. So what do you recommend in terms then of, and I'm just totally taking advantage of you here and picking your brain. Sure. Um, trinkets and things of that nature like I'll give you an example on my dresser like I want Mm -hmm. more than anything in the world to keep my dresser nice and neat and organized but it never fails by the end of a week or two there's my jewelry there's my little trinkets that I have there's my uh gosh who knows all my perfumes I mean things like this like the stuff that Mm -hmm. you just have around your house but it's sentimental so what do you? Where do you draw the line on sentiment versus uh, practicality? Yeah, um, you know things like that. I mean, that happens to me too. But having you know, having a minimal amount is really key. I mean, I know that's an annoying word to use because it is minimalism. <laughs> but I mean, really, what do you love? You love every piece of jewelry that you have. Okay, great. Well, then maybe you need to have more of a, a set place for it. Um, keep your jewelry in the jewelry holder. Um, keep your sentimental trinkets that you just like to look at on a shelf somewhere. Um, I use the I use the kitchen as an example because it sounds so funny, but really this is what we do with everything. You wouldn't, you know, you wouldn't store your spatulas and your you know wooden baking spoons and your baking dishes all around the house. Right. You keep them in the kitchen because that's where you use them. Right. But so many times, you know, the toys they are stored in random places. Um, you know, our shoes are by the front door or in the entryway or in the kids closet and sometimes under the couch like our you know your your jewelry just kind of gets set down wherever you are you know don't don't do that that's a mindset shift just shift the way you do those things put things where they 
it go. And it literally takes you a few extra seconds and saves you a ton of grief. That's so true. You know, I've been looking for my daughter's tennis shoes for three days. I'm not even joking. We have not been able to find her tennis shoes for three days. I have no idea where they could be. I cleaned their room from top to bottom the other day. Um, So she's been having to wear tennis shoes that are two sizes too big. So she looks like a little clown walking around all over the place. I'm afraid she's going to trip and Mm -hmm. fall down. But those are the kind of things that make me realize, okay, if you can't even locate a pair of tennis shoes in your home, there might be too many things obstructing your view. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. And that's another huge perk, like, that you don't notice until you do it. But, like, things just don't get lost anymore because there's there's nowhere for them to hide under. Yeah. But it's it's nice. Yeah. Yeah. I definitely definitely have some work to do. And it's, you know, it's kind of funny (laughs) because – I am a, uh, I like to dabble in a lot of things. Well, I'll put it that way. Like I have my scrapbooking stuff and my sewing stuff and my, um, I don't know why, but I decided to buy one of those. It's not a cricket. It's the other one that everybody's into now that prints out the, um, oh yeah, the, I know you're talking the about things you can put on t-shirts and cups and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So I was at a friend's house and she was showing me what she could do with hers and I went home and bought one and I'm like, you are an idiot. <laughs> let's just let's just be real here. And I've used it. I used it once. I made a great T-shirt for my daughter, and then we washed it and um, dried it, and the whole thing came off. So <laughs> it's oh just gosh. Like, ah. anyway. Yeah. So like it's it's, but it is difficult for me. I mean, I want to make jewelry. I want to do this or that. So, and we don't have a lot of storage space in our house. So what winds up happening mm-hmm. is I have these bins all around. Um, full of all the junk that I'm not using. At what point do you think I should just say, okay, you're never going to make anything with this thing, sell it, or you're never going to, you know, because I just can't bring myself to do it. Right. It's that, um, it's that feeling of, oh, but I might Mm -hmm. like, oh, what if, you know, um, I, Personally, if it was me and I was sort of struggling with, I'm not a big, like, I, I'm one of those people that, like, I know what I like and it never changes. Like, I don't ever try new things. I'm super boring. Like, I know that I'm a writer and all my extra time is spent writing and blogging and that's right. it. I don't like, I'm super dull. You're lucky. But, I wish I could, I wish I could <laughs> narrow my, uh, I, I blame it on the ADHD, but. <laughs> You're an adventurer. Oh, like, gosh. some people are just like that. Like, so many of my clients come to me with, like, look at this craft room and it's like just like an everything room but I get it and I think I think like okay I think you need to just get real with yourself again and just sort of like okay what am I really going to do what kind of lights me up not the idea of being able to do this thing that I don't know how to do but what do I really enjoy spending my time doing and you might have to just like start implementing self-control with that stuff but also like I will say though if you were to go all in like if you were to just really tackle this thing and do this in your house you would have so much more free time you'd probably be able to get some use out of that stuff you've like invested in. that's probably true because right now say if I were to try and go try and sew something I'd have to find Mm -hmm. my sewing machine Uh, because I was just rearranging. Normally I know where my sewing machine is at, but we decided to rearrange the upstairs, so right now I don't know where it's at. (laughs) 
Mm -hmm. <laughs> and I'd have to find the materials, and all of my stuff is just thrown into a bin. So I'd have to, you right. know, yeah, if I was even just a tiny bit more organized about it, it would make such a world of difference. And then I could take my spare 10 minutes and go sit down and work on sewing something. But, like, right now, it'd be impossible. It'd take me 30 minutes just to get ready to sew. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, people don't realize, like, this frees you up so much. All the things that you kind of wish you could do. Like, I ended up I ended up having so much free time. I felt this, like, embarrassment. Like, oh, my gosh, I'm a stay-at-home mom, and I am, like, stereotype bored <laughs> and don't know what to do with myself. And I, like, started freaking out. So then I took up homeschooling. I started my business. It ended up bringing my husband home from the 9 to 5 that he hated. Nice. Like, it just changed everything. So people don't realize, like, it's not just about having a clean house. Right. This opens up doors right. to, like, doing the stuff you always wish you could do. It's amazing. I did not realize yeah. that you were like, like, this isn't just a little hobby for you. This is bread and butter. No. Yeah, this is everything to us. It's changed everything. That's amazing. Congratulations. Uh, having launched my own business a year ago, it's that's hard to do, especially with kids at home. So... Yeah, definitely. It's it's. I think people need this, and they're just flocking yeah. to it, and they're finding all the freedom about it. So a lot of my business is just word of mouth because it yeah, works. Absolutely, that is so cool. Well, other than having an immaculate, like, well, you know, having a house that doesn't have all kinds of just extra junk all over the place, what are mm -hmm. uh, do you recommend any other types of tools or resources to help? Um, moms stay balanced in all the chaos of life um, like websites or books or other programs or anything like that yeah you know actually I have to give a shout out to a fellow mom blogger business owner that I we actually met up online and did a webinar together and I just like she our stuff goes together so perfectly like my course is on purging your home and her course is on um you know just sort of finding that balance of mom life just like all the things that we have to do um her name is kelsey and she her website is home loving wife i know and kelsey. <laughs> do, I do you know she is amazing yes, she is. i just feel like her website and her resources um even her free stuff is just like it's just amazing. And I think finding that balance of, okay, you gutted your home with me. Now go over to Kelsey and figure out how to balance everything from here on out. And I just love everything on her website. Oh, that's awesome. She's she's so she's so sweet too. I mean you can't she you is. can't help but love her. So <laughs> if you yeah, if you want like a sweet, like soothing person to help you, go to Kelsey. If you want like a swift kick in the butt, come to me. <laughs> there you go. You get your boot camp and then your spa treatment right <laughs> yeah <laughs> oh gosh that's totally funny. um so when you're not running your business and cleaning your house and organizing and kicking other people in the butt to get their house uh <laughs> completely uh minimalized what are some mm -hmm. things that you'd like to do to take care of yourself and and what do you do to get me time um actually i i hate working out but <laughs> I love my gym membership, like going there and just like sitting and even doing the machines, doing the workouts that I hate, like just the fact that I'm away is so refreshing. I've just like, it's, I mean, side note, I'm losing weight and that's great, but it's like 
just I honestly just go to like listen to podcasts and like get a second you know on the treadmill or whatever and it's just like oh I just have I've come to really love doing that and it's so out of character for me I like like very audibly hate working out but now I like look for times to go almost every day because I just love getting away it's so funny when you first started saying that you hated working out but you love your gym membership and that you just like to go sit I thought you were (laughs) gonna say that you just like went in the locker room and sat and read a book or something (laughs) I'm not gonna lie I've done that a few times but I I hear you Uh, it just getting out it's funny I started walking every morning although I'm gonna have to rethink that plan because Mm -hmm. it was really cold this morning and I, I was yes. like, mm, no. It's I changing. I just went around the corner yeah. and came back, and my dog was very disappointed. <laughs> but, but <laughs> um, yeah, so, but since I started listening to podcasts and I get so excited about about hearing mm-hmm. the, whatever goodness they're going to pump into me that day, whether it's about stuff related to work or running my business or being a better mom or publishing or whatever, mm-hmm. you know, and um, that that I like, <laughs> I get weirdly excited now about getting ready to go on my walk so I can listen to my podcast. So I, I know what you mean on that, too. And just getting out, getting away. And, and then there's the benefit of exercise on top of all of that. Yeah, and I mean, you you know, you get your endorphins running, and I just, you know, having my husband home has been such an adjustment, and I love him dearly, (laughs) but he is, like, always up in my business now, and I'm like, okay, I'm just going to run to the gym real quick, be back in five hours, and then then we can spend some more time together. I have a really (laughs) in-depth workout today. (laughs) Yeah, I really got to hit it hard. Oh, that's so funny. You know, um, my husband, he's not super happy in his current um not his not necessarily the job but just in his Mm -hmm. place in life he wants to do other stuff and I would love to be able to grow my business to the point where I could bring him home too but yeah we would um we would have to find some things for him to do (laughs) yeah definitely he's been doing like woodworking and stuff and it's awesome because I like suddenly have like a new wooden desk that's like super nice but it's like you should just go build some more stuff and I'll just stay in the office. <laughs> That's so fun. Okay. Well, I um, want to make sure that everybody knows how to find you. What are the best places for them to contact you? Yeah. Um, well, definitely just on my homepage, it's thepurposefulhousewife.com. Um, there is a free five-day email course on there that has just been like really well-received, just um, really simple, basic how to get started with all this. Um, and you can just opt in right there on the homepage. Um, there's so many free resources on my website. I feel like I couldn't even list them all. But if you just go on there and poke around, you know, you'll find a lot to get you awesome. started. And what about social media? Where to hang out? Yeah, um, on, we're on Facebook, The Purposeful Housewife on Facebook. I've got this awesome community of moms. I mean, I think it's the most, I get told all the time that it's the most positive Facebook group people have been a part of. Um, and that Facebook group is called Purposeful Mom Life with me, with Ali Casaza. Um, you can join there and just, you get lit with this fire from these <laughs> women who are purging and like showing pictures and it's just like it makes me want to do it and I'm like I have nothing left to purge but I mean it's just an amazing community and I'm on Instagram too if you want to put you know a face to the name um and my username there is Allie underscore that's and me. I just hopped over to your website and you are so cute <laughs> oh thank you <laughs> I'm looking at 
such a cute little picture on there. Oh my gosh. Um, and I have to know, this has nothing to do with what we're talking about, but what do you use? What program do you use to have that um, opt-in popped right up? Um, oh, uh, the one that scrolls down okay. with the tulips. That is sumo me. Really? Yeah, but I was really like, <laughs> I yeah, I was really unhappy with like how it was working. So I kind of like messed around with them. And the one that is called, I think it's Noah. There's like a mat that's called Noah, and um, I, you can play around with it a that's lot more. Cool. Yeah, I love I love your website. Yeah. I might have to spend some time here. Thank you. So, <laughs> well, <laughs> yeah, do. Thank you so much for um, spending this time with me today. I really enjoyed this session, and I feel like my life is going to get better because of you. So, <laughs> perfect. Yes, that's a good thing. <laughs> good. I'm so glad. Okay, thanks. So Allie's awesome, isn't she? I hope that you enjoyed this interview as much as I enjoyed interviewing her. And I hope that you'll take advantage of the resources that she provided. Um, she's got some absolutely fantastic stuff out there to help us reduce the clutter and enjoy our lives more, basically. And I can tell you from the experience that I've had in decluttering, it makes such a big difference. And Hopefully, I won't be looking for my child's shoes for three days anymore. <laughs> so if you enjoyed the episode and want to check out anything uh, that we talked about, head on over to losethecape.com forward slash podcast forward slash 48. And also, if you're not currently following us, we'd love it if you'd follow us on Stitcher and iTunes and leave us a great review, please. Have a wonderful day and lose that cape.